Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jacks, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live this Radio. This is Chris Bishop, and I love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, this is Naomi Thom, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue, and we love AVA Live Radio. Welcome to AVA Live Radio, everyone. This is your host, Jacqueline Jacks, for episode number 547 of Behind the Music. Excited you're here with me. On the show today, you're going to be speaking with J.J. Ritchie, Alan Garmansway, and Fiona Ross, all coming up next on Behind the Music. Here's the first song, Get Down, J.J. Ritchie. I'll be right back.
JJ Richie, please welcome him to AVA. Hi, JJ, what's up? Hey, Miss Jacqueline. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. How about yourself? Good, very good. Happy holidays to you. Are you having fun so far? Yes, ma'am. You looking forward to the New Year's? I really am. You know, last January, things got really explosive. With social media, I mean, like, there was so much new technology that got dumped on us in one month. And it just seemed to, like, be a blur ever since then. This year's come by so fast, at least for me, because I'm paying attention to social media so much. Do you do you think that it's going to be like that again in January? Because I'm kind of excited to see what happens. Oh, most, most definitely. Technology is, is all, it never ceases to amaze us. Um, I'm, I'm just ready to um, see all the new stuff they have to offer. But one thing I don't know, like, what's going to happen with the um, net, um, what's it called, the net um, neutrality? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, you're talking about virtual reality, the VR headsets and stuff like that? Uh, Yeah, and um, it's like I think certain sites that are free now, like, we're going to have to start paying for them and all that. Very true. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing, and I was kind of opening the show with a little bit of it. There will be new ones that will come up, and we tend to get, like, really locked in to spaces that we feel like we've developed and spent a lot of time with. But social media in a whole, if you stand back and look at it, it's one of those things where it's very fleeting, right? I mean, it's hot for a minute, and then another app is hot. And as long as you learn to ride the wave and you have, like, a home base, where your music lies and you know how to collect your, your people and stay in touch with them, you can transition from place to place and capture new audiences as new ones pop up and they're free. So I always say just kind of keep your eye out, move with the times, and go have fun with the new apps because that's where everything is free and everything's really hot really fast. We saw that with Vine is a really great way to explain it because Vine in the beginning was so great. I mean, people built huge platforms on Vine with video when everybody didn't have video. They're talking about Vine coming back, and whether that's going to be a huge trend or not, it's still going to command a lot of attention at first, so you're going to meet a lot of new people on it. So you see what I mean? So as things close down, new things will open, so you never have to worry about it. Right. I I agree with you, though, on the virtual reality thing. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to wearing, like, goggles or anything and being in a an alternate world but I do kind of like the idea with one exception is that if you were sitting right in front of me right now and I I would wear the glasses <laughs> I would actually put them on if you could be sitting next to me right here while we interview that would be worth it yeah that that sounds like a fun time <laughs> yeah for sure so tell me what's going on with your music what have you been doing this year and and how's it been? How's it been going? Um, it's been going well. Like this year, I dropped um my first two singles, "You're Not Alone" and "Get Down." Um, it was just really um amazing for me to finally like have songs, 
published and, you know, getting people to listen to them. It was just all an overwhelming experience. And then, because um, I work at a Chick-fil-A, and, you know, first first people I introduced the song to were the people at Chick-fil-A, and they, they gave me good feedback, <laughs> and they told their friends. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. I love that. And you're in Atlanta, too, right? Yes, ma'am. Is is it as continuing to be hot in Atlanta for like hip hop and some of the genres? Do you still find that it's growing fast there? Because there was a lot of talk about there being a real heart of a music industry base there so that people wouldn't have to go to L.A. and New York all the time to do business. Do you feel that that's still happening? Oh, most definitely. I feel like Atlanta is definitely the spot for um for music in general. May, like mainly rap, but I think anyone, if you can make it in Atlanta, you can make it anywhere. Yeah, right? That's true. It's There's a lot of competition. We do have a lot of artists in Atlanta, though, that you could collaborate with and you could work with that uh, I think would would be so unusual for your music. Like, have you ever mixed genres? Because you've got such a an incredible sound. You really do embrace a lot of the old school traditions that I love because I never hear it. And if you mix that with some of the new stuff coming out, what would that sound like? That might be really different. Oh, I've I've dreamed about collabing with a lot of the new artists because I um because I you know I, I pay tribute to the people that came before me like Michael Jackson and um, yeah. James Brown, and I really love, love the that. old school feel. But I would, you know, I would definitely love to collab with some of the new artists. One of the artists I would want to collab with is Little Uzi Vert. Mm-hmm. He's um, a pretty popular artist right now. He's, you know, he's um, he's really up there. If I mm-hmm. get a chance to collab with him, I feel like we can make really good music together. Well, you never know. I mean, you know, I like to say this. First, start with the music community. You never know where that reach can go. A lot of times we can take AVA Live Radio and back a collaboration with someone like that. And if you can get their ear and we can even, you know, help you get their ear and they agree to work with you, then we can support the music. And a lot of times that will make the difference in a collab. So happy to help you with it, but definitely reach out to the other artists that are in our community already because we've got tons in your area. And I think that in 2018, if you want to see real growth, it's really important that you do something with other artists and as much as you can. Because today, there's a lot of demand for new music. So you're obviously making quality and you're obviously capable of it. Maybe with a collaboration and a little help, you could put out more music a lot easier. I agree. You know, I'd like to see that for you, too. And why not? You know, when it's available, just do it for sure. The um, Now, tell me, what gave you the idea to, to make this kind of music and pay tribute to some of these cool characters that I absolutely love? And, you know, that's probably why I embrace your music so much and I want to see so much more of it. You know, I want to see you pushing yourself. What gave you that idea? Did you grow up around this kind of feel? Was it parent influence? Um, well, most definitely parent influence. My great um my great aunt Nettie, she um she she was like obsessed with James Brown and so was I, you know, growing up I used to always listen to James Brown, like just imagine a little three, four year old trying to dance like James Brown and you know, 
it's it was it was like amazing. And like I always loved Michael Jackson, and I actually suffered from the same skin disorder that he does um, that he did vitiligo. And, oh really? Um, yeah, it's like I I love his music. I love I love everything. You know, I love everything about the old school feel. But like the BGS, the disco, like. I listened to a lot of that growing up. I listened to all music, but the music I could always fall back on and like relate to the most was surprisingly the old school. Oh, nice. Boy, you would have liked um, an interview I did with Barry Gibb. We went to meet oh. in the uh, Hit Factory in Miami, and, and you know his producer had just passed away. That they very, very famous man from the Martin family, and um, they did this tribute to him. His son was there, you know, and, and Barry Gibb was there. And I got to interview him, and what a nice guy he is. You know, Arif Martin, now, if you look him up, he was a American-Turkish music producer that worked with pretty much everyone that you love. So I think wow. you would just like everything about that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. even to like the day that he died, he was still making music. He never stopped. He worked for Atlantic Records for about 30 years, but you know, worked for a lot. And and everybody like I think that he discovered the BG sound because at the time that he got them, they didn't really know about how the falsetto was really going to work out for them. And wow. when they got to Miami, you know, he worked with Aretha Franklin. I feel like he really did a lot for her sound. Nora Jones, that whole Grammy album was his. I mean, she, wow. you know, that has been her claim to fame. So I think you'd love him. You should look him up as a producer and just look at his work and, you know, kind of study it. It'll give you a lot of inspiration. Oh, yeah. That, the Bee Gees staying alive, that whole right? song, like, that's. I think that's what helped me with falsetto, singing that song over and over. It's amazing. Amazing. And it's quite, you know, intimidating to, as a male to develop that kind of energy and that, that ability, you know, that makes it really unusual and, and gives you quite a big range. Did you always know that you had that range or did you just discover it? Um, when I was younger, I had much like a, a wider range. Like the older yeah. I got when I went through puberty, it, it became more difficult. But when I was younger, it was, it came easy because, you know, <laughs> I just sure. I had a natural high voice when I talked. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? And then but then as you get a little older, you you develop a warmer bottom end as well, which is kind of good musically cuz if you can still tap into the falsetto and then you have the warm in the bottom and the bass, you've got quite a nice mix. Oh yeah. You know? What do you have in the box? Like, is there more music coming? What are you working on now for 2018? What can we expect? There's definitely going to be music that I'll be dropping in January. I'll be making really? a, um, a musical collab with my cousin, um, Kel doing work. He um, he actually uh, makes beats, but we're um, he's going to start trying to um, become an artist, a rapper. And um, we're going to make a collab with that and see how that goes. But there's definitely going to be more singles dropping. Oh, that's awesome. So you're going to mix your sound with more of a hip-hop sound then? Yes, ma'am. Very cool. I like that. I like that sound. I can't wait to hear it. When's it come out? January? Yes, next year, January, ma'am. You're going to have it done that fast. All right. (laughs) I like it. 
any videos that we should be paying attention to? Are you going to get on live streams or do anything like that in, in the next year? I do. I do want to make a video, a music video for Get Down. I'll be having. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I have to. I have a whole like idea set up. I still have to talk to my um my manager. Um, I have a whole setup about how I want to get down to be. I want it to take place in like a like a disco floor, you know, like an old school club. I want everyone to be wearing old school like disco gear and with the oh, Italian afros. Yeah. Wow, it's too bad we're not um, close to Halloween right now, because you could get everybody. To like you know, just throw a disco party and everybody comes in that in that kind of an outfit, and then you could just film the whole thing just all night long. People dancing and <laughs> put it on your video. It'd be terrific. You got to try. It really I guess you'll have to stage it, right? But that's yeah. awesome. I love that idea. You know, dance dance videos are so viral, and it's it's amazing how they can really get traction. I noticed that on Instagram and on all of these apps where you can share video, even pieces of them, you can press out once you have the video and you have the footage and people will just keep watching it. It's, it's very hypnotic. And I, if you've ever watched a dance video, even like a dance clip, like if it's one minute, you, it's hard to shut it off if they're good because the minute you kind of, it gets your eye, then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, what's that? And you stop. And it does capture you for a second, which is, I think hypnotic and really good for you because that would really impress your brand in a lot of people's faces really fast. Just have yeah. to get it together for sure. Is, you know, you, you might even want to think about doing a trend of videos this way. Cause I have a feeling that your particular create creative vibe is going to feed really, really well into this style and have you know and be able to to focus on dance a lot within your videos that could be something that you could get known for oh yeah i'm um yeah i love to dance i actually have you dance um, yes I, I do dance myself where I, can um, i see this do you did you do it on instagram yet i haven't done it yet on instagram i, Come I should on. i should I should find an older video of me dancing when I was younger. I haven't, um, you know, I always dance in the comfort of my own home. I haven't really done any dance performances. But um, I definitely, next year, 2018, be on the lookout for all of these things. Oh, my goodness. You're going to, you know what, you're going to have to um, message me on social media, maybe message me on Instagram or something, and I'll send you links to some of the artists that have done really, really well with their dance moves. And they're, I think one of them just hit a million followers just from put, putting like one minute clips up of the dances. And it's really, really addicting. You'll love it. You'll get a lot of inspiration from it. Send me a, definitely send me a link on Instagram. Cause when I get on Instagram, that that's exactly where they are. So I can just tag you. I most certainly will. Very cool. All right. I'm looking forward to this. I cannot wait. Thanks for coming on and letting me know what's going on, JJ. It's nice to have you Thanks here. For having, Thanks for having me. It's JJ Ritchie on AVA Live Radio with his new song, Get Down. Beautiful. I mean, just incredible vocal. Such a great talent. And he's just coming out, just starting now. 
so, you know, what's wonderful is it's going to be exciting to see what he produces this next year because he's open to mixing collaborations, to doing different things. I know he's going to push himself because he's got the vocal to be able to do it. Next up, we have Alan Garmansway coming on the show. Beautiful song, Lady Mary. You're really going to enjoy this. We'll be right back. <laughs>
Lady Mary by Alan Garman's Way. Please welcome him to AVA. Hi, Alan. Hello, how are you? Hello. Fine. Thank you very much. And uh, hello from the UK. So nice to have you here. What's your? So how long have you been there? Your whole life? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I sort of oscillate between uh, the UK and France now. We we bought a house in France about ten years ago. So. Uh, so we try to sort of uh, do a bit of both nowadays, which is good fun. How interesting. What made you do that? What made you go to France and, and set up shop uh, there? I'm not quite sure, actually. <laughs> well, I think we were, looking, we were looking for a small holiday cottage, and we ended up buying a, a, a sort of something a, a bit bigger than that. But uh, the good news is it's, uh, it's great for recording because uh, there's got plenty of rooms, plenty of space, and yeah. uh, reasonably secluded as well. So, um I tend to do all my sort of music planning over in the UK and then go over to France to uh, to record the the tracks. As per that one, that was uh, that was recorded whew, about every t- from about July through to October this year. So. How fun! Wow, that's interesting. You know, I mean, it really is. That would be fun to do to be able to go back yeah. and forth like that. Yeah, it's interesting looking at the uh, the two music scenes as well. There's uh, a bit of few differences between them because uh, I think the the French uh, they like they like the French music, you see. So you've got to learn a few French songs if you do live live gigs there. Uh, they like to stomp up and down a bit. Um, Isn't that the truth? Uh, but but they also like Supertramps. If you can do Supertramps, Suzanne Vega and the Beatles. <laughs> you usually keep them happy for most of the evening anyway. That's great. I love Suzanne Vega, actually. I haven't heard her any, anything new from her in a long time. Does she still no, make music? No, no, no. She not doesn't? Me neither, but, uh, uh, they, you know, they, they know all the uh, the older tracks that way. So, um, yeah, that's funny. That, yeah, I, I remember that. With Tom's Diner was the one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Well, I do, I do look her, isn't it? You know, that's the one that they seem to, they seem to like. Sometimes and, these artists come out and they just explode and they have these great hmm. songs. And I often wonder what happens to them. You know, there used to be a show on where they went. Yeah. And they used to look yeah. them up, right? I'd imagine that the music business, when you get to a point, it can be really crazy, and mm. I, I could see where, you know, maybe not being in the limelight or, you know, feeling like producing a lot of new music could could uh, kind of yeah. get you. Sometimes well, they just do it behind in, the scenes. Well, what's happening in the U.K. is that I think a lot of the older bands are coming back out to, to play, if <laughs> you see what I mean. Are they? Because, you know, they're not make. I don't think they're making the money off the CD sales anymore because of, you know, the amount of social and Internet stuff going on. Uh so suddenly they're all coming out of the woodwork, and uh, um, so a lot of them seem to have weekends. You know, you can have a 70s weekend or an 80s weekend somewhere, and you you go away and stay there for two or three days in, in some holiday camp and uh, listen to all the bands that you've never heard for about 40 years, which is quite amusing. Isn't that the truth? I've seen them yeah. pop up on crowdfunding a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. Very, it's, very it's often, right? It does crop up on crowdfunding, actually. You think, what, they're crowdfunding? But I think, I, think, yeah. uh, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's, it's maybe related way. to the. Yeah. No, yeah. it's just the way things are. It's you know I, you'd be surprised in in from my seat when I'm talking to record labels and they they're working with new and older artists. They're crowdfunding mm. all of them. It's like this model where they crowdfund and then they produce what they crowdfunded, and that's the the kickstart of the album. And then they take yeah. it 
and do a rotation where they go on tour. Yeah. They use all that funding to go on tour, then back into the studio, then crowdfund again. And it, yeah. it's just a really great cycle because they're core fans and they always have those, like those really hardcore fans. Right. That's and nice. those yeah. ones, they purchased everything and being able to do it digitally, they spend more money. So they'll get mm. like the vinyl records, they'll get the t-shirts, they'll get like everything that yeah, might yeah, they, you yeah. know, they can't get just if they don't show up for a concert. So they kind of get that right before they go on tour and then they additionally well, right. get the sales yeah. and tour. So it's yeah, kind of cool. I like it. Yeah. yeah. There's two, three artists that I know that, that do that for their albums basically. So you commit to the album about, you know, a few months before it's actually um, published and, uh, and uh, happily awaited to rival. So, yeah, right. I know. How are you managing in the digital era? I mean, is it been a hurdle okay. for you or do you like it? No, it's okay. I mean, I mean, I, th- I think, I mean, in terms of recording, it's, uh, it's, you know, I've been pretty much doing that for, you know, as long as I can remember now. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm about 460 pages through the, the latest 500 page manual on, on something. Um, oh my gosh. I think, what are you learning? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on, yeah, sort of, you know, digital recorders, etc. They, uh, they're not short of facilities. It's a question of finding out what it does. So, wow. I think someone could make, I think someone could make quite a bit of money by actually going around to people's houses and spending a half a day with each of them, explaining. Oh, for sure. Because once you once you know it, it's easy. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's just a oh, question. Yeah. You don't know, you don't know what you don't know. I suppose. In terms of I the agree. um, the publishing and you know publicity side, just just really getting into it really. So um. Um, I think the, the basic thing is remembering what you've done because it's quite easy to get on the computer, drift across a few sites, you know, uh, register for this, register for that, etc., etc., <laughs> and then yeah. three days later you start getting all this stuff and say, oh, where's this come from? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, I remember now. It was about 10 o'clock one night that I sort of said yes That's to something so and ticked the box, you know. So, yeah. um, so I just you just try and keep a few notes as to what you're doing and uh, and how you're doing it. Um I got recommended you guys tip. through a, a yeah. I got recommended you guys through a, a, um, uh, a music shop in Newbury, fairly close to where I live. So I took them Did some CDs really? down. Of, yeah, yeah. I can't oh, remember nice. the name of the band, but they um, they, they they mentioned that uh, what a great job you'd done for them. So, uh, oh, so, uh, that's yeah, so I got sweet. On the, on, if on you the, think uh, of the name of the band, let me know because I'd love I'll to. I'll go and ask them. I, I, I left them. I left them ten for my CDs because I just got the the Ridgeway album out now, and I, nice. I did go for um, having physical copies as well as you know sort of the, uh, uh, the digital side of things as well. So um, I need to pop in and um, and see them, see if they sold any, and uh, I shall at the same time ask and uh, drop you a note. Yeah, tell them I said hello and sending them big hugs and love for sure. You know, it's we have we have such a big music community since we've been here for what yeah. like ten years doing this. So it's been a long time, and I lo- mm-hmm. I always love to hear the the real life stories. You know, like because I hear a lot and I see tons of letters come in online and people are always saying such wonderful things about our team and our crew and everything that we're mm-hmm. doing and even the connectivity of the other artists which really does help. Yeah. But it's always yeah. nice to hear that there's like an on the ground referral, you know, and I hear it often, like in Atlanta, I'll hear, you know, that somebody was talking about AVA live radio and, and what we're doing. Yeah. And that's really cool. 
nice of you. Well, it's also you. nice to know where you can find unsigned music as well. I mean, I I, mm-hmm. I, I, I googled, you know, radio stations UK, and you get about fifteen pages <laughs> of yeah. uh, small print, um, but nowhere does it tell you if they're interested in unsigned. You know. And so some of them top forty and what have you. So without trawling through them all individually, you know, and going to each website, it's uh, you know it's quite a lot of uh, work. So it's great to get a, a sort of line straight through and a referral. It's very true. Yeah, we do have that side. We've got a press release that we do for each artist, and yeah. at this point, there's hundreds. I mean, there's probably thousands, really, because I know for a fact that we've got on there. There's college radio stations. There's you know, yeah. indie radio stations. And, and all of them we've had a relationship at one time or another with, especially like the filmmakers and the sync licensing and stuff. So it's kind of nice because not only are you interacting with us on social media and right here on the mm-hmm. station, but we've got that press release side that we worked really yep. hard to yep. establish. That's, no, I think, great. very handy. As a musician myself, I know it's it's really valuable. And, ah, you so know, blessed out. it. Oh, um, you know, I write a lot of songs for a publishing company, mm-hmm. and oh, cool. typically, if I do something like on release, it'll be a cover or you know something. I've, I've released a couple yeah. of originals, but most of my stuff just goes somewhere else. <laughs> but <laughs> this year, though, I will be doing some collaborations with some other artists from our music community, and we'll be putting out some fresh music, not mm-hmm. only like covers, but we'll be doing like some originals of theirs that yeah. will be fun, yeah. you know, to bring some light to. Mm. But, you know, just experimental, I think. You know, I've done everything from rock to blues to to country, just having fun with it. It's just one of those things. It's sometimes sometimes difficult to sort of label your genre, you know. I I, I sort of, uh, if you listen to the songs that are right, but they're basically, a lot of them are piano, um, 12-string guitar and uh, and bass uh, focused and then branches out from there. But um, I played in rock bands, I played in folk bands, um, and all sorts of different stuff, you know. And uh, sometimes it's difficult to actually know how to market yourself, because, you know, you might hear a Lady Mary and say, oh, I've got a great female voice. That wasn't me singing, by the way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, let's uh, give props to the, the beautiful voice that was singing on Lady Mary. Ah, that's uh, Anne Cunningham, one of my ex-band colleagues uh, from our folk band. Um, And I I had some words ringing in my ears. I went on a couple of uh, songwriting workshops last year, and uh, uh, one of them, um, the guy said, look, you know, um, if if you can't sing, if you know someone who's singing the song better than you can, get them to sing it. (laughs) So so I I was... um, I used it as a bit of a bargaining chip, actually, because that's one of the songs she really wanted to sing. So I said, well, if you sing that Aww. one, you've got to sing some of the other ones on the album as well. So, uh, <laughs> so, so that was the way of enticing her in. But now she's in, we'll, we, we'll, we will be aiming to do a second album next year. So there's all sorts nice. of new stuff wandering around my head. In fact, I, I, did a, I wrote a little riff just before I came on here. So quickly grabbed the microphone and... Uh, and uh, put it down in, in a minute, and then uh, at least it's there to go back to at some point in the future, really. I love that you take charge of technology and you're learning. I think it's really important as a musician to continue to learn mm. and never get 
you know, just in a place where you're not, you're not growing, you know, I know yeah. it's hard and it's, it's tricky. Like you said, there's manuals, there's YouTube, which is kind of handy, right. That we have now yeah. that we didn't yeah. have years ago. Mm. What do you find is the, the, the incubator for you? Like what pushes you forward and gives you those great ideas? Ah, right. Um, usually situations. I mean, I was just thinking about, you know, if you look at a lot of my songs, they, they might be personal or they might be observational, but they're generally about a place or you can imagine yourself being there, sort of like a, you know, I've got a song Wintertime in Paris, so the scene is, mm-hmm. you know, the couple, the couple walking by the, the Seine, you know, this sort of thing. Uh, Mariner's Landing is another, another song which I wrote on the ferry, would you believe, going between uh, here and, uh, <laughs> and France and, uh, and just jot it down little phrases, you know, the water's choppy, look at the coastline, this sort of thing, and then put it together. So, so usually there's a, a sort of story behind each song, uh, yeah. and then I just try and get the, the, the sort of music and the words to, to sort of match the picture that's in my brain. Um, oh, nice. So I'm, I'm, I'm sort of half thinking about the end result before I've even written the song, you know, so I'd probably say something like, uh, for a song like Our Heroes, I would say, hmm. You know, this is the sort of song you'd play, just one acoustic guitar on the stage after the band had done something, you know, some big production number. And then the whole thing just drops to this one person, a bit, a bit like Wish You Were Here with Pink Floyd sort of thing, you know. Um, For sure. So, so there's a lot of sort of situational stuff going on in my head and, and almost like staging it before you've, before you've written it. Mm. Uh, so that's, that's sort of the best theme I can think of to, to sort of gel it all together. Um, it can be difficult. I mean, I've I've had a lot of artists that have just written really quickly, and then yeah. some who have spent a long time trying to develop a song, and you know, it's just mm. it either never came together or did four years down the line. You know, you, I just yeah. think you just have to keep at it and keep writing every day. Do you do yeah. you do it every single day? I mean, it sounds like you get mm, ideas. I'll do something. In, I mean, right? a bit of writing or playing the piano or, or getting the guitar out or or whatever. Um, I uh-huh. mean. Most of the songs are right. I've broadly completed them within about four or five days. Oh, Same wow, that's great. Same complete. Uh, and then I just leave them. So I'll, I'll, I'll have a sort of unwritten rule. After a couple of months, it ought to be fully complete. But often, you know, you'll wake up at four o'clock in the morning thinking, I shouldn't say this word there. I should say that word, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and that word will make all the difference. So, so um the best thing I'd say is have a pen and a piece of paper by your bedside table and uh, learn to write in the dark. <laughs> Isn't <laughs> that the, best the truth? Then. And, uh, and, you know, it's just maybe a little chord or a little note or, or something. Um, and you think, yeah, that's refined it a little bit more. Got it, got it, got it more to where, to where I want it to be. And uh, actually with recording in France and, and, and doing all of the preparation in the UK, it, it adds a discipline because, you know, uh, you can't just go into the recording studio like tomorrow and record it and then three weeks later think, oh, I wish I'd held on a bit longer and, and done this or done that, you know. Uh, so it's, it kind of works for me. I think everybody's different, really. Very, very true. And you mentioned also that you have a little bit of a hurdle trying to figure out how to market the music and how to distribute it. Now, when you produce a song and you put it out there, 
No, I know you, you give it to us as a radio station, but are there streaming sites that you've chosen to distribute it? Are you using like CD Baby or anything like that to put music out? Yeah, I mean, I I've um, I was recommended one called DistroKid. Okay. Then at all, uh, so basically they will they will stream it out. Well, they they will be the intermediary between putting it onto iTunes, Spotify, um, Google Play, Amazon, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So right. this is actually the first album where I've, I've done that. Uh, I don't know if that's what you mean by streaming service. <laughs> it is, yeah, it, it and is that's a, what I, I'm curious about. No, no worries. That's what I'm here for. I want to make sure that you have, uh, you know, chosen a way to distribute it. Because today in in the music world, all the artists can distribute their own music. They don't have to go through anyone. Yeah. So distro, that's one. The the uh, CD Baby is also another one that we recommend, yeah. too, because of the, the stats. And I think with any of these, the most important thing is that it's easy for you to use and that you get mm-hmm. the proper statistics back. So that you yeah. know who's streaming your music and when it's been added to a playlist and, you know, things that you can mm. kind of track and keep up with. The more, the more statistics that you can get, the better off you are because you yeah. really want to pay attention to where it's streaming. So, in other words, um, we get stats after the shows are over and about a week later, we always look at them and try and see where mm. the most you know, the most activity came, was it in what age group, what demographic, you know, how did it it map out even on social media, who was drawn to the links that we put out there for you guys. And that way you kind of get an idea of, you know, who's listening to your music. So it's not going to really affect you as far as planning because you go with your own flow, right? Mm -hmm. At this point you write because you really just love to write and you're a songwriter. But for some people, it's going to be about where are they going to tour, you know, or where are they going to go next, right? Or what kind of merchandise are they going to release? Because, you know, if you release, if you're going to release T-shirts, you're going to release shoes, or you're going to release whatever it is, you want to make sure you have Mm. an audience for it. So a lot Mm. of those statistics really help in planning, you know, that that next career move. But right now, I think the big thing for you is distribution. You just have to keep getting it out there. And, of course, yeah. we're helping you with that. So that's going to be yes, you know, you. Yeah. a good pocket. No, that's great. I mean, I think at the moment it's it's about a month since I actually put it up through um, DistroKid into Spotify, et cetera. And, and basically the stats don't seem to come through for a couple of months after that. Right. I mean, that's when. Yeah. So They're I mean, not it's sort of. I mean, I'm in this sort of um, blank phase at the moment till it starts actually coming through. <laughs> the only bit I get, I get a bit from Spo- I get a bit from Spotify, but uh, it's, it's you'll get uh, some numbers from us right away. So that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. You yeah, know I like what I graphs. mean? You, I like <laughs> you definitely want to get with the office um, about you know just leave it at a couple of days because our stats yeah. come in pretty fast, and then yeah. after about three or four days. You can pull stats from the office, and then you can even ask them to pull them like a you know a week later or something as they oh, to see if they're yeah. still rising or declining or what you need to do next, yeah. and that'll yeah. be really helpful because I know a lot of the other stats it takes a long time for them to get by. But I just found you on Spotify, by the way, so following you up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah, you're yeah. welcome. So I think you know one of the things that um, has struck me about about this this process I'm going through with all of this is that when you when you do albums and you do a physical album you can sort of get the tracks to relate to each other because mm-hmm. you know sure. you, you you can plan 
how how are you going to you know sort of um, sequence the songs so that you get the maximum effect from say ten or twelve songs or whatever. But obviously, when you move into the in, into the digital world, you know every song is kind of a song in its own right. Um, I think the days of people listening to full albums and and uh, concept albums and whatever is sort of well gone. But uh, so it sort of made me realise that you know um, certain songs I need to treat them as I need to treat them all as singles as well as treating them as a collective. Um, yes, yes. I mean, listen, and, when you have a niche audience you're going to get your your audience is going to want the album cuz they're going to want more music and and mm. certainly today in the music business it's all about having a lot more music i mean when people yeah. start to to be able to put out more music more quickly but still quality mm-hmm. they're really going to rue the roost because the more inventory yeah. you have the more people can stream and listen right yeah. but yeah. at the same time you've got a situation where you do have to market each single, even if you're releasing an album. You're going to want to press yes. them out and have a cover yeah. for each one. So that in, in situations well, yeah. like this, where we mm-hmm. do Lady Mary first, we want mm-hmm. something that represents not only you, but also Lady Mary. So it, yes. it becomes an identity and something that yeah. is brandable. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good, good advice. Never really yeah. thought that deeply about it. So, yeah. They do. Uh, they they exist on their own. Got, sure. Yes, of course. Yeah, it it was really, um, if if you look at what I do as an individual, I've got like three areas of music that I operate in. There's the the sort of, uh, you know, the acoustic um, uh, roots area. Um, Mm -hmm. If I'm doing some stuff on my own, it tends to tend to move a little bit more Bruce Hornsby-ish, if you know what I mean, because I can, can, you know, sort of self-indulge in a few uh, uh, keyboard solos and what have you. And nice, then the other yeah. side is the instrumentals, and I also put an album out uh, in, a while ago but with just pure instrumentals as well. So, you know, now that I've got Annie on board, which is great, I mean, I've, I've put myself out there with, with and I'm, I'm identified with Annie's voice as much as my own songs, I suspect. Um, so if I want to put something out on my own, you know, I'm just a, a bit sort of um, not, not concerned but but sort of wondering how the audience might take it if they've, if they've sort of seen what they've had so far is a duet basically you know um so if i put different stuff out that hasn't got another singer on or has got somebody else on etc how do you sort of manage your your sort of complete image if you know what i mean um here's what you, do you have a website yet um i'm just use i'm just using uh, youtube at the moment Okay, so the best thing to do is, um, depending on how you're going to use YouTube, you need your own .com, which is would be Alan Gar- uh, Garment's way, right? So you yeah. need to get that name in your .com yeah, in it. some yeah, arrangement. We've, okay, we've so then yeah. right now you can point it to YouTube if you wanted to, but the best thing that would serve you so much better because if if you're not on YouTube often and you're not able to tell your story through video there – then mm-hmm. you've got to get up a website, which, mm-hmm. you know, of course we can help you with if, you, if it's something that you can't do yourself or if you want to put up a blog or something, but you need something to identify your brand under your name and mm-hmm. map you out as a songwriter. And then everything in that website can be arranged depending on what you've just recently produced. So it will be timelined. It will be like this is what the new 
sounds like. Yeah. Here's the new single, and it will have an explanation. You'll have room in your own corner of the world to be able to tell that story. That's how mm-hmm. you do it. Because you'd be surprised. It doesn't seem like people are listening to the story, but these social media streams and pages are just a gateway into somewhere else. So say right. somebody sees Lady Mary, they're going to see your name on it. And on Spotify, you could actually, in the About section, link up your website. So right now you don't have mm-hmm. an artist bio or anything on Spotify yet, yeah. right? So That's there right. should be an image, there should be a bio, there should be a way for people to go to your own personal corner of the world that nobody can control but you. You can decide right. how it looks. You can decide how it reads. And that's going to tell the story. From there, there should be a newsletter so that people who want to follow you as a songwriter, they can sign up for your newsletter. And maybe once a month, once a week, whatever it is, however fast you go, you can send out a newsletter telling people what the new release is and why and how you got to there. Right? That then Mm -hmm. becomes a timeline of your story. So then it's not about who sung on the last song. But it's about the last song, what you recently created and why. That's the Mm -hmm. best way to press it out. Then you kind of move that on to social media, bits and pieces of it, so people can follow it back to the page where it tells the story. Does that make sense? Yes, perfect sense. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's, you know what, that's actually, it's kind of like a grassroots way. And it's funny with all the new technology we have, you would think that it would be more complicated than that, but it still goes back to the main website telling your story. Mm -hmm. No, when when you, when you were saying this, I know, I know a few singer songwriters in the UK who, you know, that's their profession. They're out gigging 200 times a year and everything. And and I was flashing through my mind their, their websites and that's exactly it. You know, yeah, exactly it is. I done. even, yeah. you know, band members, a lot of times band members won't bother to build their own brand and they become just mm. part of a band. And I always tell them each one of the band members needs to have their own website under their name and then you yeah. need to link up the band, you know, so you're yeah. part of it. But you, you boast about what it is that you do well and what you're learning and how you're growing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. every single person that becomes a fan is going to want to know the person, not just yes. the band, yeah. you know, because uh-huh. we're all about people, right? We're all about, yeah. oh, I love that drummer, well, yeah. that guitarist, that singer. And you want to know more about the person. That's why it's really yeah. important. Mm, cool. Yeah. So awesome having you here. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your music with me, Alan. It's You're really welcome. great to You're meet welcome. you. I am so looking forward to seeing your stats and seeing what happens here. So stay in touch. Can't mm-hmm. wait to see yep. the new one. Let me know when it comes mm-hmm. out because I'm excited about mm-hmm. that. And if you have any more I questions, shall. I'm here for you, okay? So just reach out oh, to me. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Jacqueline. Yep, yeah, I look forward to it. It's been lovely talking to you as well. Yeah, nice to talk to you and, too. Uh, Happy New Year. Oh, crumbs, yeah. God, it's, uh, it's right around the corner. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm, yeah, I'm counting New, the days. New Year's in France this year, so it's, uh, I'm, uh, I'm building oh, myself up nice. for an eight-hour eight family meal, which is usually you know, starts at eight o'clock in the evening and finishes at four o'clock in the morning. So. <laughs> wow. All right. I want pictures. <laughs> yeah. And just say thanks to uh, whoever's out there listening. Thanks very much. Hope you've, uh, hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed talking with you. I have too. Very, very much. Alan Garman's Way on AVA Live Radio. Wonderful. What a nice, nice man. And 
talented songwriter. Lady Mary is just a beautiful song, and I can't wait to see more. Very true, guys. Don't forget, with all the social media pages and everything that's swirling around you, all these great opportunities to share your brand and build a brand and, you know, get to more people, it's always about the website, essentially. So have a nice space that's always your own that people can always check back in and make sure that you keep it updated. You know, make sure that people can find out about your latest work on a regular basis on that site. That could even be a WordPress blog. It doesn't have to get really complicated. A lot of you want to sell merchandise on them. So, of course, e-commerce gets a little bit more tricky. If you do want to do that, AVA Live Radio has a web building team, so you could always do it through us. But there are lots and lots of ways learning it yourself if you feel like putting the time and energy into it. You know, I, I would say maybe... Starting right off, you know, you can get uh, into Squarespace, you can get into WordPress, depending on your skills and how visionary you are for building your own site. You know, you can start with something really, really good and, you know, just build it out from there. But got to have it in 2018, because as we said, these social pages, they change. So you don't want to go all in on any one and be stuck there. When, you know, the rules come and you're not allowed to say certain things and, you know, your posts get blocked and all that nonsense. That's what I want to see you guys avoid the most. Guys, Jacqueline Jacks for AVA Live Radio. Great to have you here. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back again very soon. Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Hi, Radio. Hi, this is Tara Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jacks, and I love AVA Live Radio. This is Lainey Nash, and I love AVA Live this Radio. This is Chris and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, this radio. is Naomi Thom, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi, we're Orange Avenue, and we love AVA. AVA Live Radio.